Hello everybody and welcome back to Sacred Stories. This week we have the absolute pleasure of speaking to Nat. Nat is the owner of Falls Therapy and is a sports massage therapist. We're going to be talking about some really interesting things, all about the body and injuries, so I hope you enjoy. Hello! Hello, hello, hello. Oh, Nat, it's so lovely to see you. I, I say this every time and no one else can see you apart from me, but it's so <laughs> lovely to see your face. It's so nice, it's so nice. It's oh, how are you long. doing? I'm good, I'm happy, I'm working, I'm busy. Good. at all. Good, well, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on um, today Hi. and to question you and get to know you because a lot of people, um, I'll let you introduce yourself in a moment anyway, but I think a lot of people sort of follow you on Facebook or they've sort of seen you um around like you're quite well known I think now as a sports massage therapist yeah I'm getting there you are getting there um so yeah so do you want to introduce yourself introduce yourself introduce your business what you do yeah so I am Natalie and I am the owner creator CEO whatever you want to call me (laughs) of Falls Therapy Mm -hmm. um started out nearly four years ago now and just slowly steadily grew and managed to go full time nearly two years ago. Wow. Two years in March it is. So wow. it's probably been the quickest progression ever. Yeah. What I expected. Like I weren't planning to leave work until ne- January twenty twenty one. It's funny, and isn't it? It just snowballed so quickly. Do you know what that happens though? Because I had the same when I went self employed. It was like the universe or someone went, No, 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 it's happening now. Yeah. And you have to deal with it. Yeah, like I, I wrote down like my goals of like of where I wanted my business to be. Mm. I said to myself, I will go part time in more in January 2020, mm-hmm. and then I'll build it up for the year. And then in January 2021, I'll leave. Mm. That'll give me enough time to sort my life out. Mm. And in October 2018, I went part time. Mm. I was like, how, how is this happening? This was meant to happen so quickly. I was like, what? And I just started panicking. And I was like, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And I just aim for a certain amount of people each week. I'll be fine. If it doesn't happen, I'll do more work. I go back full time and stuff. And luckily, mm-hmm. it just never, never went the wrong way. <laughs> so interesting. Um, well, these things happen. They sort of all click into place. And yeah. Part of the reason why I've got you on is because I think you've got healing hands. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I went to Nat when I got um, an injury, is what I will call it, from doing a dodgy. Well, I went into Nat and she said, What's wrong? I said, I did a dodgy chaturanga and she went, A chatter what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's like, What is this? <laughs> Um, and for those of you who don't do, do yoga, Chaturanga is um, the m- movement that you do in a sun salutation. It's kind of like a press up, um, but your elbows are kind of in more towards your side and you have to have a right angle in your arms. And if you do it dodgy, as I say, if, if your shoulders drop beneath your elbows, you can really, really, really strain your shoulder, which is what I did. I really kind of hurt my shoulder. Um, I came in, I was like, my shoulder hurts, my wrist hurts. I don't know what's the matter. And within a couple of sessions, you'd sorted it yeah which to me who had been suffering with this injury for so long on and off it was just it was like it was like a miracle had happened I'm sure it wasn't I'm sure there was complete logic <laughs> and science behind it and I shouldn't have done the chaturanga in the first place because I wasn't strong enough but you managed to you managed to heal my body which yeah. was incredible really um so before we kind of get into that part of stuff 
what made you want to go into this field in the first place oh that's a good question um so back in the good old days I was a big a big girl I was for for my size and stuff I was a lot bigger I was about 15 16 stone mm-hmm. um so I started getting into fitness got into crossfit a lot I was training like three between three and six times a week like really intense crossfit and my body basically punished me for that because I didn't I done mobility but I didn't really look after myself in any way and I just sort of winged it I was hoping for the best um so then my knees started hurting my back started hurting my hips every every body part was just like I don't like this this is horrendous Mm -hmm. um so I started getting sports treatments myself and I was like this is really good like I feel so much better from getting this done um and at that point I was working in HMRC doing the call center for tax credit on oh my god I despised my job it was just so (laughs) degrading and just really it just made me sad going in there so Mm -hmm. during my treatment I was I basically asked them a million questions like how did you get into this why have you done this why are you doing this treatment why are you touching me here da, da, da. and how she got in like where she went to train and stuff um and I think it was uh well yeah it was 2016 I think I was just really unhappy and I was like right you know what I'm gonna go back to college and see what happens and then at least I can say I've tried I was only 21 at the time so I was like I'm still young enough to fail do you know what I mean? Like, and if I don't do it, then I don't do it. But at least I can be happy and content that I've, I've made an effort to make a change and I've made that choice for it mm-hmm. um, and didn't really look back. But then when I was a kid, apparently I used to love pretending to be in a spa. So I'd literally sit on the back of the couch and I'd give my mum a little shoulder massage. I'd give her a head massage. I'd give her a proper therapeutic, like little treatment to her. And I could not think of anything worse now. I am I am not that light-handed person anymore. Like I'm all about getting stuck in. But yeah, yeah. I used to like, pretend like be so professional about it. Right, right, so we're going to do this today and I'm going to massage your shoulders. Just relax now and breathe. And I was like dead nice. And I'm just not that person anymore. That's because you're like, I can feel that knot and we're gonna yeah. get it out right oh. now. In yeah, <laughs> in comes the elbow. <laughs> that's that's so interesting so it's almost like your soul and your heart was just pulling you in a certain direction even kid and as much as you tried to go in a different direction or I guess there's a point really where life goes well you need to have a proper job and you need to do this you need to grow up now yeah Yeah. um I'm never in a situation where I were to be able to like save the house Mm. have a proper social life have a nice you know, nice things mm. I have always sort of scraping by mm. and now I'm in a I'm in a very privileged position where I get to spend my time with with amazing people because it's my type of people that I get in like mm. you, you definitely attract who who you sort of vibe with and I'm so lucky with my clients mm. I think it was just I don't know. I think this is definitely what I'm meant to do when I've done like a full cycle. Jeremy, I've done all the I've done the crap jobs. Mm. I've grafted and I've worked hard and I was like, right, okay, you deserve to do what you love and what you enjoy. And I'm I'm very, very privileged and lucky to be able to do that massively. Mm. So what happens when you follow your soul's calling calling? I'm a big like believer in this. I've read this quite recently actually. I read a book and um 
it spoke about that when you actually do what you are meant to do you fly and everything just kind of falls into place and I feel like that's kind of what's happened yeah I fully fully believe that like Mm -hmm. I love when when I've got clients you're like who find stuff that they love or they can make a job out of and profit from I'm like oh my god do it just do it now like it doesn't matter about anything else just run with it and you'll see you'll succeed and most people do Mm. if you've got got the love for it like you will do whatever you you can to Mm. to make it happen really definitely and sometimes taking that first step and that first jump is the hardest thing to do isn't it yeah absolutely (laughs) you've you've done that too like it is so scary to do Mm. yeah to go do you know what I'm not going to have the steady income anymore yeah I'm going to I'm going to work off my own back because then it's just you yeah. And there's no fallback, but but then you're happy. Yeah, you make it work. Mm, you absolutely do, thing, isn't it? Like I've, I always say, like I'm probably more stressed now than I ever have been. Mm. But because the stress is on my terms and I have control over that, mm. I, I've got acceptance of it. Whereas, so I'm, I'm happier. I'm not. I'm not as much as a hothead or aggressive. I am aggressive sometimes. <laughs> I have got a mouth on me. But I'm not, I don't jump down people's throats anymore. Mm. I don't just go on the attack instantly. So I think when you're in a stressful environment, if that's not something you have control over or a choice over, it just makes everything 10 times worse. Mm. I see it every day with my clients. I, there's so many people who forget that it's their choice to be stressed in their jobs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Which is quite interesting. Like you do realize like sometimes you're just a number mm-hmm. to a company. You need to remember that and remember that your life should not be your job unless you love what you're doing. Take a step back. Mm, absolutely. Like, prioritize what you're like what's important to you. Make mm-hmm. something. Mm, definitely. And do you find that you have clients that come in who are really stressed and the impact that has on their body? Do you see any of those yeah. sort of Yeah, so it's like I know my job is sports massage and doing dry needle and cupping and stuff, but it's not just for like sporty people or people who train. Like I get parents who just have a really hectic lifestyle, or I get I've got doctors, nurses, like dentists and solicitors and stuff like that. Like people with really high intense jobs, mm. and they, the shoulders are up by the ears because they're just so overwhelmed or so stressed with what they're doing. Like it's, it really does help just release that. And I think having someone who's like a third party to offload to mm. makes a massive difference. So you, you literally feel the shoulders just like going, ah, oh, and sigh a sigh of relief or almost out of the body. Wow. It's really, really interesting. Like, oh yeah, you can feel it relaxing. I can feel it like being manipulated. And so it's really nice to see. And especially if people start coming like you know if you, regularly or like as maintenance treatments and stuff like I get so invested and you you'll know this as well I get really <laughs> invested in people's lives so I get really excited when someone does something for themselves or has a day off from work but mm. it's off I'm like yes you do this you do that for yourself do you know what mm. I mean so it, over time you see the progress out of someone physically but mentally as well and it's so rewarding that's so interesting you become the listening ear as well as the sports therapist I'm, I'm an all-rounder <laughs> there you are and you know what you've got a fantastic memory I, I always thought that like if I'd had a gap from seeing you and I'd come in with another broken body part um and you'd be like 
so um what's happened with so and you just i'm like how do you remember that that's amazing this is what makes no sense my memory is horrendous mm. so if i don't write it on down it doesn't happen mm. i completely forget about it so but if i have a client who's not been in for a while like I, for whatever reason something switches on so i had aladdin before ben he asked me to mention him as well so physical <laughs> mention i'll make sure he listens um <laughs> He hasn't been in since just after the first lockdown, so July. And he's like, I don't think you'll remember it because you've ignored me and you've not you've not been able to get me in because you're being so busy. I was like, Yeah, so you've done this to your shoulder, you told me about this with your wife, da 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 and rolled off all this stuff. And I was like, Go ahead. I was like, oh, I can't yeah. believe I remember. I was like so proud of myself because of how bad my memory is normally. <laughs> like, yeah, I do listen, I do pay attention. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, you do, and you do it all while prodding us with your elbows needles and cups <laughs> so having a little just to kind of unpick I know we've just mentioned it um, I know you mentioned it before as well about like the needles and the cupping yeah. it's not just massaging can you explain a little bit more about the therapies that you offer yeah so predominantly I am a sports massage therapist um so I manipulate the muscles um and the joints so it's like mobilizing the joints but we, I also use stretching um dry needling which is basically it's like acupuncture but we do it in different ways so i go from how the muscles feel and how they respond to touch and palpation um and i think with acupuncture it's more about your meridian lines and your energy system mm-hmm. with cupping that has been taken from chi- the chinese methods with the fire cupping, but it's just a bit safer because I don't really trust myself with fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's basically a sucky, sucky gun that draws out the, the air out of the, the cup. And if, I use it mainly to stretch the muscles out because I think it's like, don't quote me on it, but I think it's like eight to 10 times of a deeper stretch than what I can do or what you can do yourself. Mm-hmm. With the traditional methods of cupping, is to draw out any stagnation in the blood, which then is to, it's meant to promote fresh blood underneath, but there's just not a lot of um, evidence or scientific research to, to say that happens. So I'd rather use it as a manipulation than a stimulation tool mm. sort of thing, mm. if that makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. That does make sense. Um, I've never really understood how they work. I know that I've had both needles and yeah. books on my back, but I've never quite understood why. <laughs> I've so just I, I think dry needling is magic. I yeah. do. I, I honestly think they're like little little metal bits of magic because they I I'll use needles for say a pain relief. Mm. So with the needles, when you're putting them into them into the muscle, <laughs> if you don't go massively deep, mm. um but they'll basically send a signal to the brain that a mini trauma has happened. Mm. And then the brain will then decide what needs to move, what needs to happen moving forward. Like, well, does it need to send nutrients? Does it need to release a chemical? And um, what, what happens? And then the fibers of the muscle can also attach to the needle. Mm. I describe it as when you move the needle and the, and the fibers are attached, like the like, uh, clock being wound up. And that's how it feels because you can sometimes feel the needle mm. sort of moving and yeah. it's really, really strange and really, really bizarre. And then some people, when you take the needle out, feels that, ah, oh, mm. that release mm. sort of thing. 
So I do they are they are just magic. Yeah, there is some medical and there is some scientific research. There's not a lot because um, dry needling's only been around since the sixties, I think. So it's still it's still very new. Mm. Um, but even if it is a placebo effect, if it works, it works. I felt the release. Yeah, I, you know, personally, and I know this happens with quite a lot of people who um, are in the fitness and wellness industry. Um, yeah we get very very tight uh, well a lot of people get very tight shoulders but my yeah. easiest muscles and around my shoulders are yeah. just as you know because you've spent many <laughs> an hour with an elbow with them um but i felt the needles in those muscles and i have just yeah. felt that relax even now i'm sitting here going oh god i'm so stiff <laughs> and, then- <laughs> and we'll all be there but everyone listens to this podcast now is like oh yeah my shoulders just <laughs> loosen them out a little bit um do you find that that there are certain places in the body that people hold more tension. Like, how does the body work? In that yeah, context? so you've got, like, your holistic sides of it, that your body holds tension or emotions in certain places, don't you? And I think that's very much in um, in yoga as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From personal experience of clients and from my own experience, hips and shoulders. Like, so many people hold either stress, or some kinds of emotion in their medias, it's unbelievable. And I think with hips, it, there's a lot of grief that's held in, and trauma and stuff like that in hips, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and when you get to know people and you get talking to them and stuff, and they, they trust you and they open up to you, it starts to make sense why certain places hurt more than others. Like some people, it's just because they've trained really hard, um, or they've just done, they've overdone it, or they've hurt themselves, but other people, it's like they're going through a bereavement or they've just been sacked from work or something mm. and it does you do feel it through the body and I think especially with my type of my line of work it's not just a physical effect it's like a neurological effect as well as physical and mm. um, I think we have more of an impact on your your mental health than your physical health because if you feel better in yourself you sort of hopefully my aim for every client is you walk out feeling better then you walk in, whether that's through having a chat with me or through what I've actually done as a therapist. Like, I want you to feel better. Mm. And most people do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it, I think, like, the brain, we always say, oh, well, it's in my head or it's my body. But they're both, it's the same thing. It's interlinked. So if you affect one, you affect the other and, and vice versa. Mm. 100%. And I think it's so interesting, like, what you said about the hips, especially, like, I... I remember the first time I ever went to a hip opening workshop and I cried. Yeah. And I was like, why am I crying? Yeah. And you do, and I kind of obviously know more about it now, but you know, you do often spark a lot of emotion in hip opening yoga workshops. And it's so, it's so interesting. Because <laughs> the body basically um, decides, well, the brain basically decides how the body responds. Mm. So we constantly are having like, so I imagine I have millions of, train tracks in the body you can't see like the train tracks going up to the brain and coming back down mm. so you've got your signals going up from like touch or from any type of response and then from the brain it sends out the signals that it wants you to respond with Does that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no it does make sense so i'll decide whether someone touching you is a good thing or a bad thing or you should be worried about it mm. and stuff like that so you can have people who will sort of hate themselves and have no pain because their their brain has decided that it's not an actual, it's not a danger to them or it's not a trauma to them. 
So we can deal with it really well, which I've only just learned because I'm doing my level five now to like progress my education. Um, And my, one of my tutors broke his leg when he was skiing Mm. and he didn't know issue. Didn't hurt him. Didn't take it. Didn't have to have any pain medication. Nothing. Really? There was no pain on it. And it was, so he said it's because he understood what had happened. And he understood the process of how his, how the sort of everything links and everything works. So he was like, yeah, okay, I know I broke my leg. It's fine. I've got it in a booth. So it's secure. As long as I leave it in the booth until I get to a hospital to get it checked, I'm okay. And I was like, what? What? Is that what? So now when I get doms from the gym, so I tend, when you get doms, so it's, delayed onset muscle soreness you'll mm-hmm. get it you can get it from yoga or just doing a bit too much um your body basically tightens up and seizes up and i tell myself like just relax you're not in pain you're not sore and i will be walking down the stairs and normally it is agony when i've got thumbs if i relax my body and i tell myself i'm fine mm-hmm. i sort of it eases off and yeah. it was when I like sort of talk myself into like, no, it's okay. It's not. It, it still hurts, but it's not as bad as it was like five seconds ago. Wow. So we just every time we ache from exercise, we just need to tell ourselves. Yeah, it's not that. It's not as bad as you think. But I you've got to that. believe it. You've got to sort of convince yeah. yourself that it's okay. Do you know what I mean? Our minds are so oh, powerful. It's in, it's insane, it's absolutely insane. And with injuries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, say so, say with your shoulder, for example. Mm-hmm. So you be injured like every time you do the shataranga. Every other time you feel the pain with you before you came and seen me. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're re injured. It. it means that your brain knows that movement has caused you pain before. So it gives you a signal or an alert to say hello I don't like this don't do that that's not nice but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to cause you more harm wow yeah so it's just our brains telling us not quite yet don't do that yet I don't like that yeah I'm not ready for that don't do that that it's literally it's it's like it's an um it's sort of like on a list. Mm. So imagine it's your like your na 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 sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. something bad's happening, you're being you're being na 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 and they'll tell you whether it's bad enough to get the police out or get an ambulance or whatever, don't you? Mm. That's what your brain's doing. So you sort of have to tell yourself, No, I'm doing this safely. I have control of the movement I'm doing. I know I'm not gonna hurt myself as long as my pain isn't like as high as a seven, mm. I won't re-injure this this side. I want to make it stronger. Mm-hmm. And that's where like progressive overload comes in. So each time you do the movement, you have you evaluate where it is on the pain your pain scale. And each time, hopefully, your pain will reduce, but your movement will increase. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So I guess I know it's I'm honestly there like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, literally it's so it's crazy. Because it does it does make sense, but then I guess 
a lot of us will go that step too far yeah. without checking in with our bodies. And is that yeah. when the actual injury happens? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically the body will tell you, you will get signs and signals constantly. Mm. So if you don't listen to your body, that's when, the, so especially with like repetitive injuries or like, um, let me think of an example. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh man, it's gone blank. Right, so with my hips, mm-hmm. um, so the last couple of weeks, so I've been really, really stressed just because of the whole COVID and lockdowns and where life's going to be and stuff. My hips have been getting tighter and tighter and tighter. So mm-hmm. I've had little twinges when I've been doing squats. I've had little twinges doing overhead press. Um, I've had twinges doing lunges, stuff like that. My body has been telling me for a couple of weeks, you need to do something for them. You need to do some mobility, get a massage, move better, just look at yourself a little bit more. And I chose to ignore them. So then I went and done a big training session, loads of squats, loads of deadlifts. And then I went and done a two hour walk. And literally 10 minutes into that, 10 minutes towards the end of that walk, the pain was unbelievable. Like I couldn't, I was like an old woman, I couldn't walk. Wow. But that's because I chose to ignore my body. And every this is why this is not why I've got a job, to be honest, because none of us listen. Yeah. We all ignore our body until it gets to the point where we it's shouting. It's like, you cannot ignore me anymore. Give me the attention I need. That is so interesting because I am not gonna lie, I am guilty as charged for and I I don't I try and practice what I preach, but I go on about checking in with your body, listening to your body, but I'm exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> do like, as I say, not as I do, is my motto. Yeah. It's a really bad motto, but it's my motto all the same. <laughs> you know, it's difficult when you're into fitness and well-being yeah. because you just, and you know, there'll be loads of people out there. And I've heard people say to me in yoga, but I just want to do this posture. I want to be able to hit this posture. And I've had to actually say to certain people, well, you may never actually be able to do it because your body isn't created in a way you don't have the right hip rotation or, you know, you've got too much kind of stiffness and muscle around you. Yeah. You know, you're too hench to do a bind basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, that's really, really hard to compute because as humans, our instinct is just to be better and stronger yeah. and to push, 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 push. Yeah. But you're right, we don't we don't check in with ourselves no, at no. all. I know we but in such a busy sort of lifestyle now, no one knows how to slow down. I think that's like being the a positive out of the whole COVID and lockdown things like we have not not many people have had a choice mm. but to slow down. Or mm. to stop completely, mm. and I think it's it's made a lot of us reevaluate what we do and how we do it. Mm. So it's like that. I think that's the best thing with when you sort. I sort of go on a journey with my clients because they'll go from not listening to the body at all to going, oh well, actually, I done, I done a squat and I noticed in that like the movement I done, my body went a bit twingy, so I've mo- I've adapted it now. So you start learning to pay attention and you start listening to the body. But it takes a couple of goes. I'm always saying, like, pay attention. When you're doing movement, listen to how it responds to it. Because it will tell you. Mm -hmm. If you just take a couple of seconds to pay attention, Mm -hmm. your body gives you every answer that you need in terms of pain and discomfort and intuition and everything. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very clever, clever thing. And we, we, we take it for granted massively. Brilliant, always, mate. 
<laughs> it's true though we really yeah. really do we really do um but then you wouldn't be in a job <laughs> no, no I, am, I am grateful for the arrogance but it, it's nice to see if I can change one person's opinions or one person's way of thinking mm. I'm, I'm happy with that yeah and I'm sure you've changed the rest of my days yeah and I'm sure you've changed many a people's yeah. opinions it makes me really happy <laughs> Proper warm, my, my little black heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love um, so, kind of looking back onto your journey a little bit. So we've kind of we've had a look at what you do and the amazing things about our body, and we may touch on that a little bit more before we end. Um, but you are an independent woman in business. Yes. You've done it. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I even remember coming to you before I, I left my old job and going, oh, how have she done this? Um, you know, it's amazing just to kind of start from almost nothing and yeah. actually build up to a place where now you have waiting lists and no availability and people clamoring to get onto your massage yeah. table <laughs> to be healed <laughs> by your hands and your elbows. <laughs> yeah that's um, surprises me I know so we've already spoken about how like sometimes you've just got to do it but how did you just do it <laughs> if that makes um, sense. so I think I've always been brought up to like to try everything I think I've done every type of activity as a child <laughs> as you've got, I've done karate I've done kickboxing I've done dancing singing mm-hmm. drop, everything like if I wanted to do something I was like okay let's do it mm-hmm. if you want to try try it see what happens like that that's the the attitude my mum's had and she's you know she's worked really hard to give us the opportunities that we've had mm-hmm. um but I think it came from like a, just an unhappy place of I'm, I'm too young to be sitting in a call centre in a dead-end job like I didn't I deserve better than that mm-hmm. I think through the journey of like losing weight and seeing who like who I am as a person um I think I just sort of figured out what my self-worth is mm. and I don't know I, I think I'm just a bit ballsy every now and again is <laughs> the best way to say it like mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't suffer with anxiety I don't suffer with like depression or anything like I'm I'm quite once I make a decision Whoa, I, I go. Like I'm, I'm quite. I don't. I don't know where it comes from. I'm just. I don't know whether it's from like I've had three operations on the head. Is it? It might be from that and like having to go and see doctors. Like having like up to ten consultants in front of me from probably the age of one. Do you know really? Yeah. Like I had. Well, basically, um, when I was a baby, I used to always be like, no, this way. Used to always have my head full to one side. Okay. And my mum was a bit like, oh, that's not, that's not right. So she got told I was a lazy baby, I think, <laughs> which I was a fat child. So it makes, it sort of lines up with who I was. Um, and then she just like, no, that's not right. There's, there's more to it than that. When I got a second opinion and the second draft was like, yeah, I think you're right. There's something, there's more to it. Um, so they basically found that my skull on my right side was merging over my eye socket so my oh. skull was growing quicker than than the rest of me was sort of thing yeah um, 
so they had to operate when I was about one and a half, maybe younger, I think. And they basically just put like a metal plate into my head. Um, and then I went on, I went on telly. I'd be like 15 minutes of fame. But then I was about, um, I think I was about two. Me and my mum and my consultant went on, went on the telly for May. Best doctor ever. And I, I'd like to think a few of your clients have probably met them because loads of my clients have either worked with them or had surgery with them or something. Like he's an absolute incredible neur- neurologist. Mm. Um, and then when I was 12, 11 or 12, I think I was, I had a second operation. Because he said, if I never had that operation, then I would have been severely de- deformed. Yeah. So oh, it was a bit. Wow. So I think I've just, I grew up quicker than my years, especially with the second one, because I got told that it would be a straightforward operation, it was fine. And then the day before, this is a major operation, it's very serious, it's life threatening, this can happen, that can happen. And I was like, I'm a child, I don't want this, I'm not getting this done. So I think, so a lot, a lot I think a lot happened for me to be resilient mm. and come off the other end of it, sort of thing. Wow. So even from a really young child, you have to focus on your body. Yeah. So apparently on the first one, um, I woke up after a couple of hours and was trying to pull the wires out of me. So they put like a drain into my head um, to drain all the fluid and the swelling and stuff. So I was trying to pull them out after a couple of hours, trying to sit up and stuff. On the second one, um, this will be a little bit embarrassing so basically, they told me I'd have to have, is that a catheter? Yeah. Yeah. I was a, I was a young teenager. I was like, you're not putting nothing up me. I'm going to go to the toilet. I am not doing that. That's absolutely, I was mortified, absolutely scarred for life. Um, and they wanted to take my knickers off me. And I was like, no, you're not, I'm not taking, that is disgusting. I was mortified over it. <laughs> and obviously my mum was like, once she goes to sleep, take her knickers off her, give her a catheter, do whatever you want to do. So once I'd come round, obviously I was trying to get up and needed the way. Um, so I just just go. I was like, no, I'm not just going. Like, yeah. I was like, I said, I don't want that in my vagina. <laughs> all over the place, all over the ward. I made them take it out to me and give me a bedpan. I refused to do it. Wow. I was like, I said, I don't want that. So don't you give me it. Get me it. Get it out of me now. And all that. So yeah, I've always been very, very sure of myself. Diary. <laughs> what star yeah. sign are you? I'm a Gemini. Oh, are you? Yeah. Huh. But apparently with all these, because um, all the star signs have changed, haven't they? Haven't, they haven't. Ignore that. <laughs> so we're not going to go into that right now at this moment on this podcast, but say that to you and <laughs> everyone ignore it the star signs have not changed that 13th yeah. planet or 30 it's been there for so long but it was chosen not yeah. to be so no you're it a gemini doesn't count. i am a gemini through yeah yeah and i was about to say it would make me a virgo and i am not a virgo <laughs> <laughs> anyone who knows me my organization <laughs> skills are no 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 <laughs> oh i think that's just really fascinating just knowing that little nugget of information of actually from a young child you had to really concentrate on your body or you had issues may make sense as to why then you're kind of like it all kind of clicks into place now as to why you work with the body yeah because I was not I've been even like an academic in school Mm. apparently I was very clever when I was like when I was young Mm. but because 
none of it stimulated my mind in the way I needed it to. I was like, eh. Mm. Didn't like, didn't want to do it at all. But when I went back to college to do my level three, I basically cried for like three months of it because I was like, whoa. It mm. was so overwhelming. It was so intense. But because it, it, it was physical and it was hands-on, then I was like, yes, this is, a, this is me. Mm. And after the first couple of months of like being overwhelmed, it all just sort of clicked. Mm. and it sort of started to make sense and started to flow into my mind and I was like right okay so if I do this this is what happens and if I press here then this will make this response and I've got I've still got my, my notepads from my level three and level four mm. and step by step of how to massage someone wow and I used to I do the treatments in in college I'd never be a client in college I was always the therapist mm. I was always making sure I was working um so when I come home I get my mum to either go onto the table or go on the floor I'd start practicing on my mum wow I've, I've always had to work to be good at everything mm. you know what I mean and I think that that's where it's come from like I've always had to graft mm. to be successful so mm. if I want to do something I know for the fact I'm gonna have to go and work 10 times harder than anyone else mm. so I might as well give it 120 percent and I, I guess as well, when we were saying before about it being your soul calling, that's what you do. Yeah. You do just throw your whole heart and soul into something and you go, well, I really enjoy this and I want to become a master at it. So therefore I have to put the hours in and I have to put yeah. the time in. Massively. And I think once you, any, anyone does, once you find something that you feel is your, your jam sort of thing, mm. you'll, you'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you don't want to do it. Yeah. it. I think it is that simple. Like, it's not so like, what did you do to do this? Or what did you say? Like, if you want to do it, you will cry your heart out. You will sweat, blood tears will go into whatever you're doing to make it work. Mm-hmm. Because it's, that's, it's like, that's who you are. Absolutely. And I think that's a really valid point is yeah. that if you find yourself avoiding something and avoiding it and avoiding it, if it's yeah. kind of work related or e- even anything to be honest if you find yourself avoiding something it is worth just stopping and checking in like why why yeah. am I not doing this yeah. and is it because it's not feeding me so therefore do I need to change what's happening right now exactly and I think people, so many people are scared to do that mm. it's petrifying mm. <laughs> oh my word it is but you know it's like there's loads of sayings about I can't remember one off the top of my head but all that sort of thing about you know the next best biggest adventure is the scariest like you have to go out of your comfort zone into that moment of actually this is terrifying to then jump out of that zone into a different zone but you have to do that transition and always do it with always have a backup plan always like when I left HMRC I said I was like right I'm gonna give myself three months Mm. I gave myself a target of how many clients, how much money I wanted to make, X, Y, and Z. I was like, if I haven't hit my target in them three months, I'll be back. Mm. I will come back and I will, you know, bow down, accept my faith, my faith, and I'll go and do it. And it literally went from strength to strength to strength. Yeah. And if it's meant to happen, it will. Mm. It literally will. Like, but you, you know, you've got to graph for it. You've got to make sure you're putting every bit of energy into what you're doing like Mm -hmm. I worked full-time for nearly two years seven Mm -hmm. day weeks Mm -hmm. I was doing 
working full time in HMRC and then after work I do treatments I do treatments on the weekends as well mm. I volunteered in a rugby club so I do their their training sessions and do their matches on the weekends as well mm. so you, you sort of have to earn your stripes to, to get to a point where like right okay I've, I've done that bit mm. so I can enjoy it a little bit more now yeah yeah and I think that's a really good thing to take out of this is that yes anything and everything is possible mm-hmm. you do have to put a bit of effort in you do have to graph for it but if it's the right thing for you then it won't always feel like work yeah. really enjoying it although it is work and you may be tired and there may yeah. be an element of stress to it there is a sense that if it's your soul's calling then it will feel yeah. right and okay 100%. Yeah. like I at least once a month I will get people overwhelmed so like, I get I just get enough of human contact sort of thing oh. but I think with with the fact that you take an emotional like energy off people as well as physical energy like you it does drain you mm. but at least once a month I will disconnect from the world mm. and I'll just have a bit of a recoup mm. let that be go for a walk or just don't go on my phone baking you know seeing family and my loved ones mm. and then like right okay I've had that that deload of of the human contact mm. I can go back into it now it's good so you do the self-care as well and that is equally as important yeah mm. massively important mm. I don't think not enough people do that either Mm-mm. no it's just insane no I have got a lot better at doing self-care I quite enjoy it now I'm like sorry today is a self-care day everyone can go away <laughs> love that it's uh, but it's important to be selfish mm. Mm. I think it really is and like we, you get judged for being selfish but if I weren't selfish I would not have the business I have mm. Mm. like I I went like missed out on so many like sort of nights out or you know parties or whatever I still had a very good time over the last three years but there were certain things I was like you know what no that's not important I need to do my coursework mm. or I can't go out this weekend because I'm going to be working on the Sunday mm. you know what I mean yeah, there is sacrifices that you've got to make but you've got to sort of weigh up the, the pros and cons of it as well mm. absolutely and the, the end goal is always worth the the glass in the middle absolutely okay. absolutely amazing so Nat, there is a question that I end all my sacred stories on, which is absolutely nothing to do with sports <laughs> therapies or anything that we've talked about. Um, and that question is, what food do you think best represents you and why? So I've had like a proper hard think about this. Mm. So I think I'm dark chocolate with salted caramel. Ooh, Why? Um, because I think I'm a bit of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Like people love me, but they hate me as well. Like I have a big love hate relationship. People love salsa caramel, but not many people love dark chocolate. But together, you know, it's, it's a bit of both, isn't it? I like it. So it's yeah. like balance. Yeah, I'm a bit of both. Like people absolutely hate me during a treatment because <laughs> it's not it's not a walk in the park, is it? But afterwards, like you love me. Did you feel better? We get we end up having a really good friendship or relationship and stuff. So you know, it's a bit of both. That is so true. I cannot tell you all how many times I've cursed Nat while lying head down on that bed. <laughs> I swore. Um, here's here's my rules for my clinic. You can shout, swear, scream, 
insult me. You can call me what you want, but if you hit me, I'll hit you back. <laughs> That's my rule. I love that. I love like, that. I, like, you're paying me to touch you. I'm not paying you to touch me. You don't <laughs> let a finger on me. <laughs> it works. Yeah. It really works. It does work. It's brilliant. Oh, I'm that is been... head score and everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh Nat it has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you and getting to know your story and if there's anyone out there who is struggling with their body or feels they need Nat's healing hands um, you can find her on at Falls Therapy and I will pop that in the little bio thing as well on both Spotify and on Anchor FM so that you can follow her Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. It's really nice to see your face. Why have been so long? Let's not <laughs> Madness. We'll come back soon. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. <laughs> I think I'll need to soon, actually. <laughs> Once I start teaching again, I'll be like, oh. You'll oh. be able to <laughs> Oh, well, my love, thank you so much for coming on and hopefully see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was such an interesting chat. I really enjoyed talking to Nat there. I feel like I learned absolutely loads. So I hope you did too. If you would like to book in with Nat or if you have any questions for her, you can find her on Instagram at Falls Therapy. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you are enough. See you next time. <laughs>